0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of The Ringside Rundown. I am one half of the hosting team representing the wrestlingchronicle.com. I am Eric Vasquez and joining me is my esteemed co-host, writer for TWM News, Shay Hickson. Shay, how's it going?
1: It's going. It's Like going. we said, we find I finally got the mic. I don't sound like I'm in a wind tunnel anymore. Yes.
0: You sound you sound <laughs> fantastic. How's the new mic working out?
1: it's working pretty well I uh I had a podcast a few days ago and I tried it out and I listened back to it and I'm like yeah this sounds a lot better than when we had the first episode because I watched or listened to ours back and I'm like yikes this is a difference
0: (laughs) I thought it was great but I'm happy uh that you upgraded the microphone only because I'm I'm a tech nerd so I know what it's like to get new technology and uh new new devices so hopefully you like the new mic you sound fantastic Thank and you. uh you know thank you for thank you for upgrading your your, your devices there just for this little show here.
1: That yeah, we, we got get, going We got to get professional. We got to be professional here.
0: Right. Yeah, we got we got big goals. Next thing, you know, we're going to get credentials, you know, we're <laughs> going to go backstage. Yeah, exactly. You know, people are going to start taking us really really seriously. Imagine They're going to get
1: starstruck when they see us. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "I know that voice from anywhere." Yeah. Right,
0: right. You guys are out of all the wrestling podcasts there are in the world, they're going to recognize us. And exactly, starts... all
1: 5 million of them will <laughs> <they'll> remember us.
0: <laughs> they're going to recognize us. But uh, before we get started, I just wanted to share some big podcast news. We're available all across the board wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm talking about Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and more. All you have to do is just search for the Ringside Rundown on the platform of your choosing and then hit subscribe that's not all we have set up for the podcast either we now have a voice message feature for listeners for people that listen to the show so you can share with us your opinions about wrestling or this show in particular and we'll play it on the show if you're let's say you're dissatisfied with raw and you want to tell us how much you hate the tribal chief roman reigns for launching dominic mysterio into narnia you can let us know with your own voice all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash ringside dash rundown slash messages again that's anchor.fm slash ringside dash rundown slash messages to leave us a voice message so i feel like that's gonna be a lot of fun if we get some people leaving us some voice messages i feel like we're gonna get some interesting characters
1: oh yeah oh yeah it could either go really good or train wreck well
0: (laughs) you know what i'm bracing myself for either or you know what? exactly can't prepare yeah prepared um we got a big show uh we got to go over nxt takeover in your house that happened this past sunday and then this coming sunday there are five announced matches for hell in a cell that are going to be happening that i'm definitely interested in getting your thoughts on so we have a big show to take care of today
1: Oh, yes. Well, we also had a very big return on NXT, too. That's true. Very <laughs> I true. We definitely have to bring that up.
0: Yes, yes. And a matter of fact, you know, uh, without giving too much away from our NXT TakeOver coverage, at the very end of the show, uh, William Regal was asked his thoughts about, uh, you know, all the chaos that happened after and during NXT TakeOver, because there was a lot of stuff that was happening during that was just chaotic. Uh-huh and the the man who was one of at one time one of the most feared villains in all of wrestling had a tear in his eye and yes. he says NXT has never been this chaotic there's been so much bedlam and he thinks that it's time for a change and you know there were reports of a certain someone coming back and you figured oh you know that's how it's going to play in but did you really want William Regal to go away?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> I did not want him to go because I was hoping that wasn't the case because I think that's what a lot of people expected was that uh, the mystery person that we will mention later was going to take his job. And I'm like, you can't because Regal is one of the best like authority figures in wrestling and you can't just get rid of the man who's been there for seven years now.
0: And that's the one thing that's always been a kind of a plague when it came to uh, wrestling in WWE. Is sometimes they 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 tried to recreate the magic of the Mr. McMahon authority figure so many times yeah. that authority figures don't seem to work except for William Regal as the NXT GM because he never really he wasn't a, a presence every week. He was only a presence when needed to be, and anytime yeah. anytime you saw william regal you knew it was a big deal you know exactly and that's what kind of made him one of the better uh nxt gms so i was kind of worried i was like i I really don't want him to go anywhere i feel like he can he's building a hall of fame career just on being a general manager alone i feel like having to lose him would be a big loss to nxt um with the this this damn roster beating this man down
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's aged like f- like 40 years because of this poor roster like oh my god that and, poor man just <laughs> and
0: the funny thing is during takeover I had tweeted I tweeted you know this roster is gonna put Rigo in, in an early grave yes. and that was before <laughs> the end of the show and then at the end of the show that happened and I'm like
1: I was just kidding. You're like, I didn't want that to actually happen. Yeah, I didn't I want to speak it was, into
0: existence. I literally was like, I'm just kidding. And then everybody was like, what did you do?
1: <laughs> like, I take it back. I take it back.
0: I really did, like, felt like I had to take it back. But Tuesday opened up. Regal comes down to the ring. And he's going through all the things he's experienced while working in the NXT. And he's getting choked up. I'm getting choked up. Yes. (laughs) It was just, it was one of, it was very, very emotional, I guess you could say.
1: Oh, it was absolutely emotional. Like Regal knew exactly what to say, how to say it at the right time. And it's like, see him actually crying. Like, this is a man who is one of the toughest wrestlers there ever was crying in the middle of the ring. And I'm like, he can't, you cannot get rid of him. You can't. And I'm sitting there like somebody interrupt. Like, say psych. Someone just say psych. Do something. And then Karrion has to come down. And I'm like, all right, Karrion's got to be the jerk in this situation.
0: I was surprised by that, to be honest with you. I, did, I expected Karrion to calm down and be like, hey, do like the 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 nice thing. And, you know, yeah. just say, hey, sorry that uh, you have to go. But he was actually, like you said, he was, he was a big jerk he was a
1: he was a jerk it's like damn
0: and I mean I guess somebody has, I mean he is the quote unquote bad guy so I guess he has to be a, a jerk about things but I didn't expect him to go that far into telling Regal he wants to hear Regal you know say that he was right about yeah. all of this that, that Regal has lost control of this entire roster in this show and yeah. you know now, Karen Cross somehow thinks he's going to be not in charge of the show, but being that he's the champion, he's going to uh, elevate his status on the show. But somebody had different ideas in mind. Um, we see the return of one Samoa Joe. Now it was been talked about for for uh, at least a week that. Uh, He was going to be coming back into NXT. You see this whole situation with Regal saying he wants to step away and NXT needs to change. And then Samoa Joe shows up. And then you're like, "Uh uh-oh, okay. Samoa Joe's back. This is cool. It's awesome. And he's going to be the new GM. Um, But he, surprisingly, at least I was surprised, he declined the offer to be uh, the new NXT GM.
1: Yeah, I was honestly surprised I went that route because I – Thought that they were gonna do a regal, but I really did like how he's like, you've made this brand what it's been for seven years. That's a, I think he said like, those are some big shoes to fill. That's a like, giant shadow to cast, and I could not like fill it. Yeah, yeah, and, he, that's
0: exactly what he said. You know, he yeah. could not, he could not measure up to what regal has done for nxt. So, uh, so he basically declines the offer to be the new NXT GM, which I was surprised. And I'm thinking, okay, because they were talking about maybe he wanted to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some questions about that. And then he has the whole confrontation with, with Karrion Cross.
1: <laughs> that was something. That
0: was, that was definitely something. And it turns out, okay, Samoa so Joe doesn't want to be the NXT GM. But what about an enforcer of sorts to keep yeah. everybody in line this way, if things get too physical and need to be dealt with like we saw earlier in the night on NXT TV yeah uh, you can actually you get full carte blanche you yes. know to get in there and throw some hands if need be if things get out of control because as the enforcer, you may not be able to compete but you can defend yourself if provoked
1: yeah i love the that wording that regal had he's like there's only two conditions you can't touch the talent unless they touch you first or you're provoked i'm like all right i want to see how long that takes for someone to test that and it didn't take all of 20 minutes because (laughs) poor adam cole felt the need to touch him and i'm like here we go and put him to sleep i was
0: doubled over in tears
1: yes because this was
0: fantastic he all he did was lightly give him a little tap get off me and that was just enough for joe to just see red Mm mm-hmm and I, I just thought it was fantastic. And then you just see the life of Adam Cole just, <laughs> just die. His, yeah, he just, it just leaves his body as he's getting choked out.
1: And I love how they made him very impartial too, because I'm pretty sure he like turned to Kyle and he said, you want to be the next one to get put to sleep, then knock it off. I'm like, all right, good. Because they could easily have it where he's a little more impartial to like the heels and because they're the jerks of everybody. Right. but for him to be like yeah no i'll i don't care who you are if you touch me or provoke me i'll like put you to sleep too means you don't want to mess with joe and you don't want to mess with regal either
0: i am fully on board with every week samoa joe putting someone to sleep
1: yes exactly it's like who's gonna want to test him this week
0: and i think i you know at first i was like man i don't know if i'm into this like it's going to be two authority figures, but then it's just like, well, we keep Regal, and Samoa Joe gets th- to throw his weight around. Let's see where this goes.
1: Yeah, it's like an extension of Regal, because Regal, I, I'm i sure Regal could still, if he wanted to, take somebody out, but he's kind of in the position where he really can't, because then that kind of gets a little messy, so to finally have that like right-hand man where it's like, you make me mad or you cross the line, you're going to have to not deal with not only me, but Joe. Yeah. It's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm definitely interested in seeing the more of the dynamic uh, between Joe and Karrion Cross, because yep. that was very interesting. And that, that, like, when that happened in the ring and Joe going, Get out of my ring, young champion. Yes. Uh that you certainly oh. your you know your eyebrows went oh yeah you know so and then the
1: first thing you think of is he needs to get cleared and fast because the amount of matches he can have in NXT right now Cross Cole Pete Dunne Johnny Gargano Bronson Reed it's like the Bronson imo- Reed oh. oh my god would that's going to be a dream
0: match That would be but, insane oh. oh man so i mean yeah again you know, who's to say crazier things have happened? They put this little caveat in there that says you touch Samoa Joe even lightly, even yeah. even like a hey, how's it going? Pat on the back. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's almost like you—if you breathe on him, <laughs> yeah, you might <laughs> get choked out. You, out.
0: you might get choked out. So so be very very careful around Samoa Joe. But this all happened before uh, NXT takeover in your house. Uh, another great, uh, in your, in, in your house, another great takeover, I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, this one, this one was a, a little different. There was, there were some matches that I felt delivered mm-hmm. and I felt that there was some matches that maybe, uh, left a little bit more to be desired, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. It's it it's just something about takeovers. I don't know what it is. Where we even talked about it last week, there is still no such thing as a bad takeover because this takeover wasn't bad. No, it wasn't. no, it wasn't
0: at all. It was it was a great wrestling show.
1: Was it like the takeover of like like the best takeover ever? No. Was it like a plus plus takeover, a plus takeover? No, but it was still really good. Like it was still enjoyable to watch and. So once again, there they go again, proving us wrong that, okay, this is finally going to be the takeover, that's going to be kind of average or bad, and no, it was still good.
0: It was still pretty good. I mean, the show kicked off with a high-stakes match, and it was a six-man tag match uh, yeah. between MSK and Bronson Reed. They were the champions, tag team champions, North American champion, and they were putting their titles on the line against Legato del Fantasma, and that was a perfect way to open the show. I thought... It was a great tag team match. I thought it was very interesting to see the way M.S.K. and Bronson Reed really gelled as a team and really worked together. And who can forget that one big spot towards the end on the outside where uh, Escobar just goes into the into the barricades, basically. Wow, um, you know, after a splash from Bronson Reed, I thought it was I thought it was a great opener. What'd you yeah, think?
1: I I honestly wasn't surprised to see it open the show because Triple H loves putting on tag matches to open shows, takeovers, does, live he? events. It's every time. Because I was figuring if it wasn't going to be this, I figured it was going to be Mercedes and Lee But with the amount of energy that those six men provided it didn't surprise me it started and like you said it was a great way to kick the show off and that ending they the camera work on that ending was fantastic because it's like you see the side version like you see it from behind the barricade escobar like screaming holding the title and he turns and all of a sudden it's like there is bronson like out of nowhere taking him through the barricade that was such good camera work that was very impressive and yeah, it was a really, really good match and a great way to start that show.
0: I feel like the camera work is almost like they know, like, hey, he, he, we can make some gif moments for the internet. And yes. Boom, <laughs> that's how that happens. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they retain the titles after... Um, basically squashing Escobar through a wall so he couldn't be no factor at all and then they take to the skies and then hits the tsunami splash to get the win so they retain their title so good for them um what I, I like to do this thing on the internet I don't know if you saw but mm-hmm. when there are pay-per-views and things like that, to get a gauge on what people think of the match, instead of using star ratings that are kind of played out, I, I do a poll rating using the flame emojis.
1: Oh yes, the fl- I participated in the polls. oh awesome, so yes, awesome. yes See, I did.
0: I figured this has always been my stance. It's easy to say a match was good or bad. It's very yeah. easy. But putting a numerical value to it, what would you say? Uh, uh, what did you vote on the match this time? Uh, how many flames did you give
1: it? I, honestly, I love how you do that, too, because I think, like you said, anyone can say a match was good or bad, but I think by using like the flame scale, it's like, how excited did the match make you? Which I think is a little more telling, because, yeah, a match can be good, but if it wasn't exciting, it's not going to be talked about as much. I gave that one, I think the... What was the highest I think you had? Four. The
0: four. Yeah. Four is the highest. Yeah.
1: I think I gave I gave it a three. It obviously was not match I don't think it was match of the night, but it was definitely very high energy, very well done, and it was an excellent start to the show because it just kind of set the tone like it like they always do the opening match always sets the tone going forward in I, every takeover
0: yeah yeah definitely i think that's a very astute observation and you know everybody else that voted was on that same boat too 45 percent gave it three flames and 36 percent gave it four so between yeah. three and four people really really enjoyed this match which was really really cool um next match of the night was Mercedes Martinez taking on Lee We both thought this match was interesting because this has some sort of backstory to it. Four years ago in the May Young Classic, Mercedes Martinez forced Zaylee to tap out, and that weighed heavily on Zaylee all the way till now. Yeah, and, and now she gets her revenge uh, takeover in your house. What did you think of the match?
1: It was a really um. I don't remember where I saw it, but it was basically like it was a simple story. And sometimes a match doesn't need an extravagant storyline or a title to like fight after. All they needed was just Mercedes wanted to prove that she was one of the baddest women on the roster, and Zaya wanted revenge for the man classic four years ago. So it was a pretty good match. I don't think it blew the roof off the place, but it did what it was supposed to do. And <laughs> the that ending when, when Ziya ba- kicked Mercedes, that sell yeah. by Mercedes was fantastic. It yeah. was almost like she got shot, basically. That's yeah. how she sold it,
0: and the, and her body just went limp and and
1: just and, yeah, f- yeah. like flopped onto the floor. Yeah, it was a great sell. And the only problem was that I think a lot of people are going to say the ending kind of um, overshadowed the match itself, but I think that was kind of the point because. They could have easily just had okay one two three as Ily like celebrates and Mercedes just kind of like sulks back to the backstage. That's not Mercedes. Mercedes is like I said the baddest, one of the baddest women on that roster. So you had to kind of reinforce that. So of course you had to have Ziya and Boa like oh we need to finish the job because we need to prove ourselves to Mei Ying and Mercedes is like not today and absolutely demolishes both of them and then steps up to Mei Ying when she, oh when Ying got out of her, she got out of her chair I'm like oh boy yeah that was is... a
0: big moment I'm like oh think no about, think, think about that in terms of storytelling uh, just someone getting out of a chair is just like Ooh.
1: yeah and, she, and it was like she's a foot shorter than mercedes but she still has that like imposing presence about her and like she grabs mercedes and that could have been it right there but again they had to reinforce how bad mercedes is and so no let me get the like chair back and let me like hit you with it and then let me get launched into the, that spot when she gets launched into the like barricade onto the floor was nasty.
0: Yeah, it was. It was very nasty, was.
1: but it did what it had to do because it still proved that Mercedes still shouldn't be messed with, but then it also proved that T N Shaw shouldn't be messed with either. And it's far from over. It's you, we knew there was going to be a rubber match because now it's 1-1. And I think the next match is going to be even more brutal. I don't know if they'll add a stipulation to it or, or not, but I'm ex- uh, excited to see what they do with these two next time.
0: And I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, will we ever see Mei Ying in a match? Which is kind of crazy because she will be the first ever 3,000-year-old <laughs> WWE right. competitor. So, I'm just right. like, man, that's just insane that they can that they can keep it. Like, a story like this, Mei Ying is 3,000 years old. She's supernatural. She has powers. And we're all, as fans, just <laughs> like, yep, sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm on maybe, board. <laughs> maybe a
1: certain other person on the main roster. Maybe they should take notes from uh, this. But uh, oh, oh, we'll get. To, I think we might get. To, we'll get to that later. We will. We Unfortunately, will, we will. <laughs> we will. Or at least know enough when to stop. I think that's the bigger problem. But we'll okay. get there.
0: All right. So next up, we had the million dollar ladder match for the million dollar championship. L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. To carry on the legacy of the million dollar man. We went through it all last week, how important it was. I thought this match was basically what you would expect from a ladder match. A car crash ladder match. Yes. You know, you had multiple ladders being used as weapons. And of course, the 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 tried and true spot at the very end, you know, oh. both men climb the ladder and then one just picks it up and
1: heaves them out of the ring. Oh, that looked painful. That it, looked so badly. It like, did.
0: It did. Because uh, that ladder was huge.
1: Yes, that and, was not a that was not a short fall. That was a pretty steep fall to go. I don't know
0: if it's me and and my fear of heights.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: yeah, that looked really high and falling yeah. onto another ladder. That didn't really break. The ladder didn't break the fall no. it just kind of you just kind of soaked into the ladder he kind of like
1: landed and then bounced and then just flopped right next to it yeah. and it just looked bad it was so bad which is good that is good with that but oh my god like he's probably still hurting from that today yeah and, and probably will be for like the next few weeks i but. mean
0: yeah you we never know the extent as fans like the amount of pain these guys feel just from taking regular yeah. bumps you know mm-hmm. let alone falling 15 feet off of a ladder onto another ladder onto a, a you know hardened surface you know this is just outrageous and and the match was the match i felt was a perfect balance of actual wrestling because i feel like i feel like la Knight is, is the the prototypical uh wrestler bad guy who you know yeah. i don't know if you you don't watch the show uh, silicon
1: valley no i do not
0: okay there's a guy on there that is exactly like la Knight. perfect oh example of la Knight. so it's like it's like he fits the mold of a wrestler and a guy who's kind of
1: pompous and arrogant he would fit in the 80s he yeah. would be perfect in the 80s right he
0: i like exactly that was a perfect way to put it he would look perfect in like world-class championship wrestling or something like that or like and he well he was before he came to nxt he was in nwa which was always a throwback to the original nwa so and he fit perfectly there you know so and then cameron grimes is is another guy who's a kind of he's a kind of a brawler that would definitely fit in the 80s oh yeah He'd, he'd be another guy that would fit in the in the glory days of wrestling um, so, you, but you, so you had a perfect balance of a wrestling match that also had car crash elements uh, of a ladder match. And again, like I said, they were battling up to the top. You know, Cameron Grimes has his hands on the ladder. L.A. Knight does the one thing where he just picks the ladder up and just uh, tips him over. Tosses him. Yeah. And then he goes flying down 50 feet. L.A. Knight climbs up, grabs the briefcase that was containing the Million Dollar Championship and is the new Million Dollar Champion, and he's gonna carry on the legacy of the Million Dollar Man. Now, here's the thing. Tuesday on uh, on NXT, <laughs> they had a coronation, which man. I thought,
1: uh-oh. Yeah, I'm like, that's usually not a good sign. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's. A, I was like, uh-oh. And then when they said Million Dollar Man was gonna be there, I was like, mm. uh-oh. Double uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not really good. And then no. LA Knight goes in there, and he throws this heartfelt little thing where he's mm. like, Oh my god, I, I basically worshipped you as a little kid, which is <laughs> yeah. a lie. Because I yeah. grew up during that time, nobody liked the million dollar no. man. No, nobody not, was no. a Nobody was a fan of the Million Dollar Man at that time. So he's Mm-mm. going out there, he's like, I was such a big fan. Whenever when we would play wrestling, I was always the million dollar man. I'm like, this guy is such a liar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do the whole thing. And I'm thinking, okay, well, okay, maybe I was wrong. Maybe right. maybe they're going to, you know, let this thing go. And then all of a sudden, L.A. Knight drops the million-dollar man and starts laying the boots to him. And I'm thinking, oh, man. Uh, please he Ted
1: dibiase Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I'm like, please
0: don't have a heart attack in the ring. Yeah, please
1: don't kill him. Yeah,
0: don't. that's my only concern is, like, please don't kill him in the ring. And thankfully, no. Cameron Grimes shows up, breaks it up. But, of course... This almost solidifies L.A. Knight now when he comes out. People are going to be talking about him. People are going boom- to hate him. They're going to hate him. They're going to boom. He's going to get a reaction. So yep. in a wrestling sense, this was perfect for L.A. Knight.
1: And I love how what, last week we're like, okay, um, L.A. Knight should win this, so that means Cameron Grimes is going to win it. And then he doesn't. And I'm thinking, you know, honestly, it made a lot more sense. And I'm not entirely sure why I didn't think of it last week. Because if you want Grimes to be cheered as, like, the goofy but hard-nosed, like, sympathetic underdog babyface, you can't really have him win the big match right away. You have to have him fight for something and, like, get the redemption he needs later down the line. So it made a lot more sense to actually have him lose and now we see why and it's gonna work to perfection because then once he beats him the reaction is going to be massive
0: that's very true i didn't even think about it yeah and that's one thing i i noted in my rewatch when i we watched uh takeover over again when grimes came out he got a hell of a reaction
1: yeah he got probably a, one of the loudest ones on the night
0: yeah he got a hell of a reaction so this was one of those things where they've very easily turned someone from a heel to a to to a good guy now, and it, it just works out, and they found the perfect opponent in L.A. Knight. So hopefully he can go and actually get that million dollar championship away from L.A. Knight. Um, what what uh? How many flames did you give
1: this match? I'm pretty sure I gave a four. Yeah. It was it was like you said, it was the perfect mix of wrestling and everything you want in a ladder match. There were. High spots, there were brutal spots, there were, there, it was a car wreck, it was still good wrestling wise. So it was, it was a very, very good match, and I felt horrible for the match that had to follow it because it was uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place, oh, unfortunately.
0: That's an interesting assessment, and uh, you're talking about the NXT Women's Championship match between Raquel Gonzalez defending the title against Ember Moon. Um, yeah. Yeah, this one this one I I can't really know anything other than it was just a a good match. Like it was Yeah, just, it
1: wasn't it wasn't spectacular. And I think that's always the problem too. It's like you always feel bad after those kind of matches like the ladder match because they have to basically knock it out of the park like five times to right. even come close to topping what the ladder match did. So yeah it was a good match like you said it wasn't bad it just wasn't like i don't remember how sad i remember more of like what was happening with like dakota kai and Shotzi blackheart than i actually did with the match itself like i i don't know if you caught it because but it's now like all over the internet and it's become my new favorite meme when Ember hit the eclipse and Dakota, like, swiped Raquel's boot onto the ropes yeah. and she had, like, the fingers. Yeah, like, she did, just, like, the little,
0: little I'm like shy that.
1: thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, can, I cannot stop laughing at that. I see it everywhere on Twitter and I love it. And then Shotzi just shows up <laughs> out of nowhere. And I felt so dumb because I sat there and I thought to myself, oh, yeah, Shotzi could have came back. I don't know why we didn't think of that. And throws her into the plants. (laughs) And it was just, it was so funny. And that's how sad it is that the internet cared more about what Shotzi and Dakota were doing than the actual match itself, because you had like Dakota's like reaction meme going all over the place. You had people joking that Cosmo and Wander are wrestling each other (laughs) right now outside the ring. And that kind of I think sums up the whole like Rockel title rain in general is that it's not bad it's just not remarkable i guess would be the word there's
0: nothing noteworthy just yet you know no to be fair um she's only had uh this is what her second opponent for the Um. for the title
1: I th- yeah, because I think, yeah, Mercedes was the first. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, it, it, it hasn't been noteworthy yet, but like you said, I think the main thing was that this match was what I like to call, it was stuck in the uh, death spot uh, yeah. of the car. Yeah. You know, and I thought it was
1: kind of interesting what they did on Tuesday, when all of a sudden, out of nowhere that afternoon, it's like, oh yeah, her and Dakota are going to wrestle Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter just because, and I'm like what was that all about? But then when you had the commentary team, they're like, that's I wonder I, if Dakota did that, you know, because she wants the gold and she's jealous. And I'm like, Oh my God, I thought we weren't going to do this. Right. And then, but that, then and I wanted to
0: bring that up to you. Um, and that's the kind of narrative that commentary was, was throwing about was now Dakota's jealous because she doesn't have gold. So she's putting Raquel in these positions where she has to yeah. go for matches after, just a few days after, you know, competing at a TakeOver.
1: But then it was weird too because as I was watching um, the end of the match at TakeOver when Raquel wins, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well now she can make the argument that I didn't need Dakota to win, the, to like keep the title I did that all on my own. She was nowhere to be found Those two are out in the back wrestling or like fighting each other, so I'm like I can't tell which way they're gonna go because it's almost like they're making like the small subtle hints to like Raquel turning on Dakota, but they're making like all the obvious hints that Dakota's gonna turn on Raquel. So it's like I don't know what to believe. Am I biased? Probably because we've talked about. I think they should have Raquel turn on Dakota, not the other way around. But
0: but then I, don't I know. feel and now thinking about that, Dakota is a great heel as well. Yeah, and and I feel like they had they already have enough of the good girl, the nice girls on the show, you know, and she'll just yeah. go back to being the smiley Dakota Kai. I like her um, with a little bit of the, a bit of an edge that she yeah,
1: has. Yeah, I um cuz when I wrote that article for TWM about the like fantasy booking, I even said I'm like just because if like Raquel would turn on her, she wouldn't have to go back to being the plucky baby face she was from when she, like, first signed with w- or with NXT, she could still be, like, this edgy anti-hero that really wouldn't stray too far from what she is now. Because, I mean, we've had characters like... Let's think, we've had characters like Ruby Wright and Aleister Black that they could easily be heels, but they have some sort of moral high ground, I guess, or some, like, morality, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's questionable, but they could easily have Dakota still be edgy and cocky and smug but still not be a full heel. She could easily just be an anti-hero. I right. think that's the easiest way I could put it. So I could see them trying to do it that way, but honestly at this point, as long as the end game actually is Dakota Kai winning the NXT Women's Championship, I don't care how they do it. This- I just want her to win the title. <laughs> so bad.
0: She, she she I think she would have a great run and I think eventually I think it's what we're going to see is we're going to see one of the others going to turn. I think Raquel's going to get frustrated that she's constantly put in these positions where she's got to, A, defend her title and then try to elevate a tag team. At first, it was a great idea. Mm. You know, it was a novel idea to be like, yeah, I want to be women's champion and tag team champion. But maybe eventually she's going to realize that. Doing it and saying you want to do it are two different things. Yeah, yeah and it yeah, might
1: be I think too that's, that's how—at least that's how I'm gonna—how I'm seeing this play out is that they do get that women's tag title shot, and then Candice and Indy beat them, and then that's when the frustration just boils over for one of them.
0: I like it. I like it. I like that fantasy booking.
1: Like I said, NXT, give me the job. (laughs) Give me the writing job. I can help you guys.
0: (laughs) I I honestly think that that would happen. Like, you know, they they go for the titles, they lose, and Dakota blames Raquel, and Raquel just snaps and plows her through the mat, you know, with that powerbomb. You know, so I definitely see it happen. Now, this match didn't get a lot of votes, but, and it was... But the votes it did get they were either, uh it got eighty three percent gave it three flames, which I think is great I think at yeah. least they got that the fans who did vote who were paying attention were actually into the match which was pretty good. I would give it probably three three two as well because like you said yeah. from from when Shotzi showed up to to the ending is when the match really kicked it so at least we got we got that you know, yeah so we can't complain now. That brings us to the main event. Karrion Cross defending the NXT Championship against Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunne. Basically, five of NXT's best going at it in one match in a Fatal 5 way. And, I mean, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, they, they didn't really del- give us anything that we weren't expecting. Yeah. You know, but no. they they did give us a great performance. Now, I wanna ask you, I did see, cause I, I, I rarely pay attention to, to, to the internet and to social media when there's not a show on, but during yeah. the show I saw that there was a small contingent of people uh, that weren't high on carrying across as I thought everybody else would be.
1: Yeah, I saw that too and I'm like, I don't know where that came from all of a sudden, because it seemed like last week everyone loved him. Everyone loved the mystique about him. He was a great wrestler. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I think everyone just kind of wanted Adam Cole to win it. I think that might have something to do with it, but, and it was interesting because um, a friend and I were talking about it on Monday and he's like, you know, I guess I just didn't like how you had Karrion Cross, who was basically... It was basically Karrion Cross versus four cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that he just didn't really belong in the match. It was just weird. And I'm like, but that was the point. You wanted to, once again, reinforce how dominant he is. So you had to have literally four people try and gang up on him. All the- I mean, you had Johnny and Pete thrown through a door. You had <laughs> Kyle and Adam put him... Well, not through a table, on a table. Mm-hmm. And so you had four people... Kind of sometimes all at once try to take him out, and you still couldn't put him down. So I'm right. like, that was the point.
0: And the one thing I noted in the match was, they did, like you said, they did everything they could possibly do to put him down, and each time he came back. But not only did he come back, it almost looked like he came back refreshed.
1: Then you made him mad. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you made him, you pissed him off. Yes. But, once you uh, piss him off, you're you're screwed. And 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 I mean, we eventually did see that where he. Freaking launches everybody over the barricade into the back of the thing, and you know um. But again, I can I can see that assessment as well as it's carrying cross who's head and shoulders more powerful than everybody else. But again, like you said, when the, all four of them realized that they had to take them out, then the match kind of switched into different gears.
1: Yeah, on uh, there were so many spots in that match where it was like move after move after move after move and it was just so like seamless and it was it was amazing to watch and granted yeah carrion wasn't in those parts of the match but it's like he didn't need to be because he just needed to go in there wreck house and then like the ending was great
0: i love the ending that ending was
1: fantastic i think it might have the only thing i would say was that maybe it was just a touch too long i feel like they wore that one on just a little too much because it looked like adam was very close to tapping but then like a few seconds later oh yeah no he wouldn't and then he's close to tapping again and then he didn't and he was kind of like pulling back and forth and then karen locks on the cross jacket on kyle and i'm like oh this is perfect this is and i was really happy they didn't pull the oh well he passed out and adam taps so who's the real champion here because that could have been a mess.
0: Yeah, they they you didn't want to make it a convoluted. You want to give the man his win. He justifiably won the match by making Kyle O'Reilly seemingly pass out. Um, yeah. But again, uh, I think th- see, there's this contingent uh, of fandom, like like there's people that are like you know. Whenever you're gonna get the Adam Cole's and the Johnny Gargano's in the match, you're gonna see a lot of the spots, you know, the high spots and the super kicks yeah. and all that stuff. And I and 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 so and and I get it. And I get it. My thing is, if they do it, at least they do it well.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I am now waiting since obviously we've seen, like, I think at the very end of the show, or it was on Instagram, I think, it was one of those, like, backstage, like, segments or whatever. Karrion said, I just punched a hole through the Mount Rushmore of NXT. And I'm thinking, yeah, you really did. He really did. I mean, he you did. Out, he
0: took out the longest reigning champion. He took out Johnny Gargano, which is Mr. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Takeover. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly's on his way up. Kyle O'Reilly eventually is going to be a champion. Oh, absolutely. And then oh, you, have, absolutely. you have Pete Dunne, who was the longest reigning NXT UK champion and longest reigning champion in the entire company in the past eight years. So it's going to be hard for people to give him the just do and saying, yeah, he did punch that hole into the Mount Rushmore of NXT. But if we're being honest here, he, he, he made Finn Balor pass out twice. And yeah. He, and he just beat Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. So...
1: What's left? And he beat Keith Lee too. (laughs) And and
0: he beat Keith Lee. And he beat Keith Lee. He was never even beaten for the championship in the first place. He hasn't
1: lost a match in NXT. And that's what's blowing my mind. It's like I think these. This small contingent of fans failed to realize this is the run he was going to have with the title if he didn't separate his shoulder against Keith. That's this a, is what it was going to be. Like, yeah, that's what did they? What did they expect them to do? Like, okay, yeah, you want it, and yeah, but it's a little too late now. So you're just giving it to somebody else. It's like, no, they're not going to do that.
0: And they and they haven't even touched on the fact, not a lot, that he hasn't lost. Like. No. He never lost. <laughs> like eventually that's gonna come into play. And that's yeah. gonna that's gonna elevate him even more. It is a little tough because like you said, everybody else that's in the main event picture is a little bit smaller in size.
1: Yeah. You know? But unless they like I mean unless Like, Samoa Joe gets cleared and they end up going that route, which I think would be fantastic. It's just, I don't know where they're going to go with it next. I think, like, we touched on it a little bit last week that maybe Adam will be like, well, I didn't technically lose, so I deserve another chance because I'm Adam Cole. (laughs) Because that's what he would do.
0: Well, those two on the mic we've already seen are gold. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a one on one match. Well, they did already make the match for Great American Bash. It's going to be a one on one match Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly in a standard wrestling match.
1: Yeah. And but, it could, I mean, it could be Pete, maybe. You think? I mean, and the problem is they're going to start running the risk of, okay, you're literally giving the same three or four guys right. multiple mm-hmm. shots at the title. Like, even when Karrion wasn't the champion, Kyle had two shots already with Finn and finn already had his rematch and lost and now you've put johnny in there maybe they'll go with johnny i don't know i i mean i don't really see that going anywhere if they try with johnny
0: yeah i don't think so i don't maybe pete p p would be fun i feel like that would be a fun match
1: yeah because i mean i because i even noticed too and i don't know if you noticed it as well when towards the end of the match when pete and karrion were in the ring and he had a hold of carrion's fingers you saw carrion like it struck fear into his eyes he yeah was like, he was going no no no, no 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 and he still did it anyway so i'm like they could play off of that even more show right. that he actually has emotion yeah and fear I thought,
0: I, that was great that you picked like, that up because I it, picked it up too. it was it was great no 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 <laughs> exactly. and then and then and then he sold it perfectly too because he couldn't yeah. execute his next move because his fingers were all messed up so i thought it was great i again I don't when whenever you get these guys in these matches the the Johnny Garganos, you know, the Adam Coles, I already know what to expect because I've seen them for so long but my thing yeah. is rather than be negative about it, okay, I know what you what you can do, but make sure you can can do it cuz there's always a chance that they could do it and it just all just goes to shit but yeah exactly you know they went out there and they pulled off these spots and they like you said they pulled off these moves with finesse and the crowd loved it so I I, I was a big fan of the match for me I would I, you know if we're gonna give it a grade I was gonna go with three and a half if there was possible but, yeah. not. but uh, according to the, to the internet 67% gave it Four flame emoji so they loved it as well and like i said after that that's when they asked regal uh what he thought of the show and the poor man is on the brink of a mental breakdown
1: <laughs> that was a, that was a hell of an ending too. Like I wasn't I was not expecting it at all because I, really I just wasn't. thought it was gonna I just thought it was gonna be care. And honestly, I loved how they really did kind of hint at it through the entire night, even even in the afternoon because they had the video on social media where Kyle and Johnny are getting into it in the parking lot, and right. then even through takeover you saw Pete and Karrion getting into it backstage and yep. then Shots they had Shotzi and Ember and Dakota and Raquel were do, were during the like right i think they were fighting like right by the entrance ramp for the main event or like yeah. right by the steps right, so it's like, yeah, like right everywhere
0: by position yeah so the poor man can't catch a break
1: yeah it is <laughs> like and now we know he has some help finally so it's going to be very interesting to see how they keep this dynamic going forward because it can go a lot of ways
0: it really really can again i thought it was a solid takeover really really enjoyable a lot of good matches i asked you guys on the internet on twitter uh what was your final flame emoji grade for nxt takeover in your house and 53 percent gave it three flames and 35 percent gave it four flames so between three and four flames uh you know, is is the general consensus of the show. Uh, my good friend Mike on Twitter, Mike underscore W underscore Simpson on, t- on Twitter said, the latter match was the match of the night for him. Main event was good, but he wanted a cross loss. And yeah. he's happy to see Shotzi back.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I, I just, I mean, I get that when they always have the multi-person matches, that always seems like, okay, that might be... It goes one of two ways it's either like okay this is like the best chance somebody has to lose the title or it further reinforces how dominant they actually are and i mean it kind of reminds me of um trying to remember what takeover it was years ago i think it was takeover new york i think and that was i'm pretty sure when shayna defended the nxt women's championship Um, it was against i think Kyrie bianca and eo if i remember correctly in a fatal four way so it was like okay she was beating all these girls one-on-one well how is she gonna fare if there's three of them now instead of uh one and she still ends up winning so it's like you needed to add more layers to how dominant they could actually be because yeah you can handle somebody one-on-one And then you add two, three, four other people to the match. That just shows how dominant of a champion Carrion is because you, like, they literally threw everything in the kitchen sink at him because we said it was going to be a car wreck of a match. And it absolutely was. Mm -hmm. And he still won. So I don't know how much more legit he has to be now. And now he can just, well, he thought he was going to run roughshod over the uh, division until Samojo had something to say about that, so.
0: Samojo said, get out of my ring, young champion. Oh,
1: that was something. Which is, uh... Wow! <laughs> it was that took some guts.
0: That's a, but I mean, when you're Samoa Joe, you can say things like that. Oh yeah. You know. So again Great. Uh, I'm I'm super interested. And it, the thing about the thing about NXT for me is it's what I want in a wrestling show and I, what I feel is missing from the main roster in the sense that I'm not a big attitude era guy, but I recognize mm-hmm. that what made the attitude era so popular besides Uh, the stars that it was making was the fact that if you tuned in by the end of the show you couldn't wait for next week
1: yeah because you
0: you wanted to see what would happen you know and I think that is what is severely missing from main roster shows now there's nothing that's making us go oh man that was crazy what's gonna happen next week but you get that on on NXT. You're always wanting oh, yeah. to find out what's going to happen next week because something crazy went down. Same thing and, that happened with yeah. Tegel.
1: Even the ending. Like I, The ending alone made people like go, okay, what's going to happen on Tuesday then? What does he mean? It's time for a change. What are you talking about? And then you get, I think I saw it correctly... 26,000 extra viewers this week from last week so it's like that's what happens when you give people a reason to tune in right the following week not just okay here's a pay-per-view okay i hope you show up next time it's like no you can't do that
0: and i don't get how hard it's it is just to say we need to create a show that (laughs) at the end of the episode people are going okay i gotta tune in next week because i need to know what's happening
1: because apparently we can't admit when we're wrong about things, I guess. I don't get it, but... We do
0: have a pay-per-view coming this weekend. And <sighs> I know you're excited for it.
1: Oh, clearly. I mean, It's sad where... More often than not, there are times now where I'm like, I think to myself, oh, yeah, there is a pay-per-view this weekend. I completely forgot. (laughs) Like Literally the opposite of TakeOver. It's always like, oh, yeah, I know TakeOver's on this day at this time. And then the main roster pay-per-views, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that is Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Will I still watch? Yes, but... And here's the thing.
0: (laughs) I don't understand why they do this, but they've been doing this for so long now, where... Uh, Right now, as of right now, there are five uh, advertised matches. There are are bound to be more matches that are coming after SmackDown, but they wait until the very end Mm -hmm. to add more matches onto the card, and then we're supposed to be excited for them.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, just because TakeOver and NXT... Put their card together in two weeks doesn't mean you have to do it. But they put a competent
0: card together.
1: And that's the sad thing. It's like, yeah, (laughs) just because they can do it doesn't mean you can. Because you have shown repeatedly you cannot. Like, there is one specific match that it's like we know is going to be on the card probably. But they're not going to announce it until Friday because it's SmackDown. And that's Seth Rollins and Cesaro. You know that match is going to be on the card. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. and why haven't you
1: announced it like I don't get why you have to literally wait till two days before the show
0: I don't know I... why we have to get rematches that happen on Wrestlemania
1: <sighs>
0: I feel Four. like Wrestlemania should be the end all be all of everything so why, think. Yeah. why do we need to see I'm glad that the Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre has that stipulation where if McIntyre loses he cannot challenge for the title again while <sighs> Lashley is champion yeah so I, I i love that stipulation because we can finally put this to rest finally yeah. this is League. like six seven matches deep i know they yes. were great i know they did great stuff in tna when they were in impact wrestling but holy hell <laughs>
1: yeah it, there enough is enough after a while and the worst part is is it goes all the way back to wrestlemania because a lot of people myself included thought that drew was gonna win the title at wrestlemania and so it's like, you don't have him win the title. You don't give him that big moment that everybody was talking about. And then it's, okay, that's fine. We're just gonna continuously have him lose over and over and over again. He's lost, I think two or three times now, at least. Yeah. I've lost track. Multiple times where it's like, why do you have another match? Like, I don't get it. And I'm glad that this is like the last chance. And I think a lot of people are worried that, oh, well, if they have that stipulation in place, he has to win it no i don't think so because yeah we're I don't just think gonna get right we're gonna get right into the predictions right away lashley's winning like
0: oh yeah which I, i'm not mad at i'm not mad no,
1: at no i'm not well the worst part is though is that i think that's gonna set up the whole lesnar coming back which will i be excited about that absolutely not but that seems to be where they're gonna want to go with it so i didn't even think about that i hope not i mean i've seen it around a little bit and it's just I like, just kind of hope it's not true because I've just never really been a fan of Lesnar, but I'm eh. I'm
0: not a fan of, of this Lesnar. I've never been a fan of this Lesnar where he was where he comes back, dominates, leaves, comes back, dominates. Yeah. you know, and, and it's annoying. That to me is annoying as as a wrestling fan. I don't. I mean, you put Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar on paper. It sounds like a pretty good match because you know you know one is not going to get the one up against the other. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a yeah. squash match. Exactly. So that's always good. At least it's not going to be a squash match. But it, yeah. and, and this is just if it's supposed to happen. Um, yeah. But, and I mean, I have nothing against Drew McIntyre. I thought Drew McIntyre was a great WWE champion in his own yeah. right. Oh, yeah. I, I just like Bobby. I liked, I like my champion to be... A champion, you know, he, mm-hmm. and which is what he does. He walks around in these custom suits that are fantastic, and then he gets in the ring and he just mauls people. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. Um, so I wouldn't. That's why I wouldn't mind if Bobby Lashley retains against Drew McIntyre. If Drew McIntyre wins, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Again, I'm not upset either way because we've seen this match so many times.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, and then I would be mad because if Drew wins, then I don't know if WWE would be like, well, since he technically won, Lashley should get another match. I'm like, can we just stop? Like, enough already. Like, enough. We get it.
0: And, and, and the thing is, there was this report that said that uh, Vince uh, made a new mandate that said no more cold matches, meaning every match has to, every match that happens has to have a reason for happening, which on paper you think is a great idea. With yeah. are like well you that's would you, you would think that's the way it should be. But but, but this is WWE. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. some way they're gonna figure out a way to put this as a disadvantage to them. Mm-hmm. But they
1: can't get out of their own way.
0: You're right, right. That's a great way to put it. They can't get out of their own way, but I at least we're both on the same page. I think we're taking Bobby Lashley in his match versus Drew McIntyre. Oh yeah. I don't know if the the one thing I don't know if this match is going to deliver on because this match is inside Hell in a Cell. I don't think it's going to deliver the carnage that you would want to see in a Hell in a Cell match.
1: No, unless someone gets speared through the cell wall, maybe. Yeah, something crazy like that. That, or they just start bringing weapons out from under the ring, maybe, but. I think it's, I honestly feel like a lot of fans just don't even care how the match progresses just as long as it's over and done with and we don't have to deal with it anymore because how many versions of this do we have to see over and over again?
0: Exactly. Um, Also on the card that's advertised already, might as well get right into it. For the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley will defend the title against Charlotte Flair. Who do you have in this match?
1: Absolutely, Rhea Ripley. There is no reason on this planet Charlotte should beat her. I'm sorry. And I love Rhea. Let me just start this off. I love Rhea Ripley. I have for a long time. A
0: little bit of bias,
1: maybe? I hate how they've booked this feud. Yeah. It is so dumb. I don't know why we have had to literally make both of them over the last month and a half basically look like total morons and i hate to say it but that's the truth You've well, the had both, to, to Nikki Nikki, Cross. which again i find that funny too where she's beaten both of them a combined i think four times four and times. she's not even in the match and it's i don't understand that it's like okay so what was the point of all of that it's like you made the challenge you made charlotte look stupid you made ria look stupid too and it's like how are fans supposed to care about this match when you're making them just look completely incompetent in the ring. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know either. This is one of those things. I did like the pull apart that they had this past week on Raw.
1: Yeah, I, that was good. I think
0: um, I think that was I think that was good, and I think that gave me a little bit more interest in the match. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of uh, yeah. Again, why not put Nikki in, in the match? You know, Eventually, she she should get a match after this, I'm hoping.
1: She should, but knowing them, it'll be like a throwaway on Raw, and then it's not going to even mean anything. But, I mean, we've seen before, I I at least expect the match to be good because Rhea and Charlotte had chemistry. They had chemistry yeah. back at WrestleMania 36, so it's like, I'm not worried about that. It's yeah. just, you could have done a much better job of making people actually care about this match. So, but that... It just seems to be the way they booked the division so, for a very long time
0: will ria retain or will charlotte become what 14 time
1: champion <sighs> Rhea is gonna retain Rhea. like i said earlier i don't think charlotte has any business holding a title anytime soon she doesn't need it ria needs a way more and they need to build her a little better as a champion because ever since she beat oscar for it it has not been a good run for her at all
0: no it really hasn't especially if she's taking losses to nikki like the whole nikki cross thing just this blows my mind mm-hmm. uh it just uh, i don't i don't i don't get why it was happened. there's better ways to do this like you said this feud this feud has been built up by anything you can do i can do better except we can't do anything right because we're both <laughs> losing to nikki cross exactly. is not even in the match
1: exactly so
0: that's the best way I could surmise the the build up to this one Uh, yeah over on the other side the Smackdown Women's Championship Bianca Belair will defend the title against Bailey, who's been tormenting her with LED screens and laughing (sighs) at her
1: yeah that's another (laughs) I don't get the booking for this one either like Bailey's such a good heel and you've literally based this entire feud off of her laughing at Bianca that's it that's it. literally it. Like you, I cannot. I'm sure they've probably tried to explain it on SmackDown, but I probably could not tell you for the life of me why Bailey's challenging her for the title. It's just she's laughing at her. That's it. Hey,
0: I'm with you there. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. in the same boat you are. I'm in the same boat just, you are. So, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of is I really want Bianca to retain because I really want to see what else she can do. I mean, yeah. she's the perfect champion. But yeah. Bailey, like you said, Bailey is a good heel, and she's interesting as a heel. But she hasn't really had a lot of matches. I can't remember the no. the last Bailey match. I can I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I can't remember it's either. It's been all it's I, been all <laughs>
0: segments of the Ding Dong Hello whatever yeah, show.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, and it's honestly a shame because they're doing both these women a disservice, kind of like with Rhea and Charlotte, because. Bianca had all the momentum in the world after beating Sasha Banks at WrestleMania, and all of that momentum is just gone. Yeah, it it feels like it's just gone. And Bailey could be they could be doing so much more with Bailey too. But no, we can't have that. You can't apparently. You can't have nice things. We <laughs> I, can't have nice things in the women's division apparently. It's it's so
0: strange what's happened to the women's division since yeah since I let's say since since the pandy since becky lynch uh, announced that she was pregnant she became a mom yeah. up until now things have been so weird
1: yeah they just have not been the same and it's just it's a shame honestly because all, these women deserve so much more they really do
0: ay ay and that, and that, and that's why i'm i'm happy to be doing this podcast with you because i've always thought it'd be good to have a woman's voice to, to to lend their opinions on what's going on in the world of wrestling, and we can get firsthand. You know, this is not doing any service to to anybody who wants to see a competent women's division. Mm-hmm. Not doing any service at all. But no. I'm gonna bring it to where I know your expertise lies, and I know you've been wanting to get your teeth into this match. Uh, oh. It is Alexa Bliss taking on Shayna Baszler. It's official. They're going to go one-on-one this Sunday. I know you're looking forward to this one.
1: I mean, obviously I'm always happy to see Shayna. We've established this, but they could not have made like booked this match or announced it any worse. Any worse. Like you have the whole like Alexis Playground thing 2 weeks ago we were like okay well maybe she'll come back or do something this week oh no this time we're just gonna have naya come onto the playground and be like well yeah she'll see you on sunday like (laughs) okay where is she isn't Shayna supposed to be this like badass that's like not i mean apparently not scared not not scared of anything anymore but you literally could have just had her challenge alexa herself why did you have to have naya be the messenger i don't get this it's (sighs) And I'm already resigning myself to the fact that Alexa's winning. Like, I.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. In a perfect
1: world, Shayna would just destroy her limb from limb, but it's not happening. Like, there's gonna be some, like, supernatural stuff going on. Maybe some more of the stage is gonna fall apart or something, and she's just gonna get in Shayna's head more and somehow win. And I'm going to be upset.
0: <laughs> I don't want you to be upset, though. That's I think I think that's the thing. Like that's the thing about wrestling. It's like we're not supposed to be upset about this. We're supposed to no. be. We're not. But again, um, I mean, this was uh, this past Monday was Alexa's first match in forever. Yeah. Which I thought was okay. It wasn't. It it, e- it, it, it gave odd. me it it was odd, but I think it was supposed to be odd you know? Um, yeah.
1: Cause like that basically just showed me if she's going to beat Naya or I don't even know it. I don't think it really had an official end, did it? It was just kind of like, all I remember is that she possessed Reginald, I think. And then, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah.
0: part I thought was pretty cool, but that's cause I'm into like horror stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into stuff like that. So her yeah. controlling Reginald and then it being a sort of trance thing, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the way she was moving around the ring, almost like a possessed demon where like she's just kind of crawling around the ring she really isn't yeah you know i thought that was pretty cool but other than that i mean there's nothing from there's no why again this is like mm-hmm. what i said last week last week you you haven't explained to me why alexa has this beef against shayna
1: Yeah, and it's like, you could have done... Like we said last time, you could have done that this past Monday. And it was basically just yeah, she got what she deserved, didn't she? Or, oh, I didn't mean for all of that to happen. it's like, okay, just why? Like, all you have to literally say is, well, she's been bullying the women's division for over a year now, and I was just getting tired of it. And it's like, well, because they can, I mean, obviously not in their wording, because since apparently she's supposed to be bad, she's Mm -hmm. supposed to be a heel, you can word that in a way where she was being a bully and... I just didn't like it or something. But yeah, it's just yeah, there's supernatural stuff and yeah, we just targeted Shayna just because and we're not gonna explain why and it's like, come on guys. There's seriously, you're killing me.
0: And and for me that's that makes it hard for me to get invested into the match. Yeah. Like I mean, if Shayna wins, great. If Alexa wins, great. I'm not If gonna, Shayna wins I will be shocked. Yeah, I will I be mean, shocked. I mean I'm not gonna put any money on the match. But I'm just saying, like, there, there's no, there's nothing for me to get invested in.
1: Yeah, you know, I just, I just had a horrible thought. I could easily see them pulling something like, like Shayna locks her in the Kira Fuda Clutch and they would kind of do like what um, Shayna did with Nikki back at the one takeover where instead of. Well, right before she passes out, she like laughs or like smiles and then she passes out, but she'll start laughing. And then all of a sudden the lights cut out mm-hmm. all that stupid laughing and stuff happens. And then the next thing, you know, it's like she's gone and then that's it. Like I could see them pulling something stupid like that where it's like you They're, don't even know who won the match.
0: Yeah, there won't be a, there won't be a decisive winner.
1: Yeah it's like I can see them doing that And then that I think would make me even more mad Than if she just beat Alexa Or than if Alexa just beat Shayna Because it's like just give me closure or something It's just
0: I I mean I feel like that. I think there will be closure with this one And then she'll just move on to another person Because I think The general gist of it is Alexa has a beef with everybody In the women's division So she's slowly but surely going to be taking out Everybody it's just again, you I don't want to have. I don't. I don't want to have to be the one to come up with that. <laughs>
1: like, exactly. It's like we're not getting paid to do this. Right. Right. I wish we were, <laughs> but we're not.
0: <laughs> I don't want to have to be the one to reach that conclusion, and then hope that that's correct.
1: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you shouldn't have <laughs> to have your audience think that hard about somebody's motives. Right. Right. It uh, is not supposed to be that difficult. Oh,
0: man. The one match I am looking forward to, though, I will say, I am looking forward to Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns inside of yes. So in I think the one thing they've done correctly, out of all the bad things that they've done yeah. incorrectly, is they booked Roman Reigns perfectly. Yeah. To the point where he can just take on anybody like a Rey Mysterio and you're like inside hell himself? Sure, why not? Oh he's just he's just gonna throw his kid around like like it's nothing.
1: Oh, yeah and it's like up. that and that makes sense because like we just said give us a re- give like right a reason to like mess with well actually it's the other way around give roman a reason to mess with the mysterios well you're meddling in our business because now you're causing problems with the usos which now means you're causing problems with me and i don't have time for this so it makes sense why is it that you literally cannot do this <laughs> with every storyline you create. I
0: don't get it. I don't get it at all. It just...
1: I don't either. But
0: I will say that the Roman Reigns storyline is probably my favorite storyline of the past year. Oh, absolutely. I, I loved every bit of it. I, 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 don't, I don't see Rey Mysterio winning this match. Absolutely I, not. I don't no. think that's going to happen. So if there no. are any Rey Mysterio fans out there, I'm sorry I'm not on that bandwagon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry.
0: But I don't see it happening. No. But... I am interested in how this match is actually good. the actual match. I am interested in how are yeah. they gonna put together this match? Uh, is it gonna just be Roman Reigns just beating the shit out of Rey Mysterio, which kind of yeah. psychotic? I, the I kind of want to see something like that. Like I'd be interested in seeing something like that, but yeah, I honestly think there there's only one or two ways it can go, and one way is Roman just savagely beating the hell out of Rey.
1: Yeah. Or chokes them out. And I and I'm kind of other. scared. I mean, it's going to be interesting because like you all set the to thing too. Is Dominic going to show up? Are the Uso's going to show up? What's they going to do? Right. Yeah, so, that's a good
0: that's a good one. What are the Uso's going to do?
1: Yeah, cuz I would not be surprised if they pull the whole Jay's going to try and help Roman win the match and Jimmy's going to be like, "No, I thought we talked about this. Let's not do that." And Roman's like, "But you're my right-hand man. You have to do what I say." And it's just that inner turmoil i mean jay did seem uh fed up with the two of them last week because he kind of just like walked away from both of them so i don't know if they're gonna be i don't know if they're gonna like expand upon that friday on smackdown before the show but i'm gonna be interested to see how they all come into play because you know they're going to you can't not have these guys involved in the match
0: yeah and it's just so crazy to me that that this storyline originally ended up where Jay was on the outs and he could have possibly been world champion up against his cousin and now here we are where now he's the right hand man but now he's beefing with his brother his brother sees through the BS and doesn't want any part of it I think that's pretty cool um Mm -hmm. it's just like you said, this is the one part, the one part of WWE they get right, but why can't they do it for everybody else?
1: Yeah, like it, I, it's literally almost a tale of two companies when you think about it. Because mm. you see them have this kind of storyline, like with Roman and the Usos and all of them for over, at least I think almost over a year now, basically. And then you literally look at some of the other stuff and it's like, how are you the same company? Is this the same creative writing team that's actually doing this? Because,
0: yeah, I mean, you, it feels like it feels like one part is being written by a high school creative yes, club or creative writing exactly. club..
1: Like I don't, I don't yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just it's weird. It's frustrating. I don't know. (laughs) All right, so just to
0: run down the match match list so far, like I said, there's going to be more matches that are probably going to be advertised tomorrow during SmackDown. um, But this is what we have so far. So far, Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. We both say Alexa Bliss is going to come away with the win.
1: Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> and for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Again, if McIntyre loses, he cannot challenge Lashley for the championship again. We both, I don't know, we did we both
1: say Lashley is going to win? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I definitely said Lashley.
0: All right. And for the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, I have Rhea Ripley retaining. Rhea. <laughs> awesome. All right. And for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bayley, I have Bianca retaining.
1: Same here.
0: And Hell in a Cell, I think it's pretty much easy. Roman yeah, Reigns is going to
1: decimate Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be how long is it going to take?
0: Yeah. It's a matter of time, not a matter of how. So exactly. there you have it. Those are our predictions for Hell in a Cell. We'll both, I'll be tweeting during Hell in a Cell, doing the flame emoji polls and everything like that. For every match, if you have an opinion and you want us to read it on the show, Just go ahead and drop a reply after the match. But make sure you're following me on Twitter at Wrestling, Wrestling, C-H-R-O-N. And those are where the polls are going to be. And we'll get to Shay's Twitter at the end of the show. Don't don't think I'm over here just plugging my (laughs) own stuff. I'm not doing that. But Shay, you actually
1: got some questions for
0: us to answer on the podcast this week.
1: Yes, we do. You had posted earlier about... uh, Twitter users and fans and whatnot leaving us some questions and we actually got a few and I must say they are some they are a wide array of questions which I appreciate they're very good ones you might be able to answer some better than I can but we're just gonna we're gonna see so the first question comes from Jordan should WWE have more enforcers like Samoa Joe um it's a good question. It's it a very is a good question. question. Thank it, you for the thank you Jordan for that question. Yes,
0: Jordan, thank you. Thank you for the question.
1: I will say
0: I would say more forces like Samoa Joe, like guys that are just going to throw around their weight, like throw hands if need be. Maybe that would be cool yeah. to see. That would be cool to see if there's going to be guys that are just going to you know, special enforcer in the sense that if things get out of hand and hands need to be thrown, then that would be cool to see. And in terms of another authority figure, I think Adam Pierce does a pretty good job as yeah. as as an authority figure for both shows. Sonya Deville, I was always perplexed by.
1: Yes, yeah, like I'm waiting for her to come back to the ring. Like, she could easily be, like, if they went that way, she could honestly be, like... She
0: could be an enforcer, because she she scares
1: the the hell out of me. She could be Adam Pearce's enforcer. Like, and honestly, that could make for some very interesting... Like, if there were more, like, GM enforcers in WWE, I think it could create some really interesting storylines, because it can start off, like, an innocent, like, okay, like, you and I are working together, but then... You could see maybe, like, the GM start to get drunk on power and start to, like, use the Enforcer like a hitman kind of situation or the Enforcer gets a little... Their ego gets a little too big for the GM's liking and then they end up, like, going rogue on them. And it's like, it could be very interesting depending on, like, how they do it. So I'm very interested to see how they work this whole Samoa Joe thing because then I feel like it could open up maybe for Enforcers down the line. I wouldn't be opposed to it.
0: No, I wouldn't either. I just think... I just think as long as it's not another authority figure, I feel yeah. like they have enough authority figures. Um, but, you know, something like like, like, like you said, like a Sonya Deville being an enforcer or something like that makes something a little bit more interesting than just being there.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's So, yeah. So, short answer is, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed give to it. Give me more authority figures. Yeah, give me more give authority us- figures choking people out. Exactly. We need to see more of that yes. for sure. Yes. So Jordan, thank you again for that question. Next yes, question is you, from. Next question is from Bam. It's actually a two-parter, uh, one sarcastic question, one not. The first question is, "Why do you love me so much?" Well, Bam, that's a very easy question it's because you're awesome. So <laughs> that's the answer to that question. But secondly, and this is a rather interesting one, who do you think is the most influential deathmatch wrestler to ever step inside the ring? Ooh. Um. That Personally a, I I was going to give you this one because I have not really watched a whole lot of death matches so I couldn't really right. give my opinion all I've really seen are like the dark side of the ring specials on Nick Gage and New Jack Yeah and Mox uh, of course so yeah. that's about it.
0: Well the thing is I kind I, I I I was raised in South Jersey. I currently reside in South Jersey which is basically the mecca of deathmatch wrestling once was the hub for CZW and now they're gone under. Now GCW is the big popular thing, but they uh, there's a lot of deathmatch wrestling uh, around the area. I personally don't enjoy deathmatch wrestling. Don't throw any tomatoes at me. All right, I, I appreciate. I've been, I've been to, I've been to plenty. I've been to a bunch of CZW shows. I've interviewed a bunch of CZW wrestlers. I've seen. Mox and Nick Gage do crazy shit in person so I appreciate it for this entertainment value I just I'm not a fan of blood blood kind of is like mm. Ugh, I'm not a fan of blood but yeah. I do recognize that deathmatch wrestling has a a place in, in wrestling as a whole um, and I think currently if you were to see if you were to ask who was the current you know deathmatch king there's no doubt Nick Gage Nick oh, yeah. Gage. Nick Gage is someone who in a perfect world, I would love to see maybe just one night in WWE.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. The <laughs> amount of carnage he would cause to that Just, roster. just to see what, how that would fit. My god.
0: I always thought the same of New Jack. What would it be <sighs> like to see New Jack Jeez. in WWE? It would be great Ugh. because New Jack was a guy that I wasn't close with but I had many many interactions with Mm -hmm. so I always was like a fan of his because he was he was just to me he was down to earth you know so but going back to the original question I think currently if you were to name a deathmatch king, it would be Nick Gage. I think mm-hmm. if you were to ask any of the, the current deathmatch guys, guys like Nick Gage, Matt Tremont, anything like that, if you were to ask them, who do they watch when it when it came to the deathmatch wrestling, they would probably say Terry Funk. Yeah. Uh, Terry Funk is a name that you probably... Would hear a lot when it comes to deathmatch wrestling. Who can forget all the matches he had against Cactus Jack and the barbed wire exploding matches. Speaking of exploding matches, if you want to go even deeper, Anita, Onita was someone that, you know, is the godfather of the exploding barbed wire deathmatch that they even tried to bring here to New Jersey when <laughs> they tried to bring Onita here to New Jersey. Um, still can't be replicated, um, but deathmatch res- wrestling is... Man, have you have you ever
1: been to like a, a deathmatch show live? I have not. I feel like it would be an experience.
0: <laughs> it it is. It is an experience. The last time I went was Cage of Death. Cage mm. of Death, I want to say two years ago. And there was a wrestler by the name of Sick Nick Mondo, mm-hmm. um, who hadn't been wrestling for over a decade. He had retired. He started doing filmmaking. And matter of fact, he was the one doing all the John Moxley vignettes when John Moxley okay. left WWE. But he came back for one night for for Cage of Death. And I swear to you it was like it was like the Beatles. <laughs> just the way these people just flocked to this dude because he was one of those deathmatch guys. He was one of those deathmatch kings, you know, at at one point in his career. And when he came back for just that one match and the freaking building, I literally felt the building shake you you wow. really tend to understand you may not get death match wrestling but yeah. these guys do they there is it.
1: definitely a crowd
0: for it there is definitely a crowd for it and uh bam thanks for the awesome question
1: yes bam thank you for the questions we appreciate it next one comes from jade our lovely co-owner at twm And this one we talked about earlier is definitely, I think, geared towards me, and it is, why should Shayna Baszler go solo, and who would we have her face? Ooh, Ooh, Jade, thank you for asking me a question like that. You know the the way to my heart is Shayna, so (laughs) um, I think it's very easy to say why she should go solo, is because she's just, she's better off as, like, the lone wolf, the badass lone wolf, like not going to take anybody anything from anybody kind of girl so it's just easier to see her by herself instead of having to like work together with somebody because i Mm -hmm. think she would much rather stomp on somebody's arm and break it than have to like work with them because that's kind of like how it started with naya was i don't really want to work with you i kind of have to so i guess i'll put up with you but then it's like it started getting a little more legitimate down the line. But she's just better off as a singles competitor, at least I think personally. And if it were up to me, she definitely wouldn't be in a feud with Alexa Bliss right now, because um, I feel like anybody who would be facing Alexa right now is going to get sacrificed to her, both literally and figuratively, by the way things are going. So if it were me, there would be three people that I could see her having, like, her first, would have had her first, like, big singles feud with going back and one of them would have been obvious it would have been Nia because why wouldn't you have the team break up and fight over who was the better person of the team who was actually the like star of the team Mm -hmm. and if she could beat and choke out somebody like Nia that would send a message to the rest of the Raw Women's Division that she's still a threat you still have to be like be worried about her um another one that would have been interesting to see if they would have booked this woman right was Asuka like without a doubt Asuka and Shayna Baszler are the two most dominant women's champions in NXT history. You could even make a case for most dominant champions, period, in NXT history. So to have those two go at it, to fight for, like, who is really the more dominant woman would have been fantastic. But Mm -hmm. now you've basically reduced both of them to just shells of what they used to be. Maybe one day we can come back to that. (laughs) I hope. And then... The third person is a really obvious one's Rhea Ripley. They had quite the history in NXT. I mean, Rhea's the one that took the belt from her in December of, I'm pretty sure it was 19, almost almost into the end of 19 into 2020. So you've got plenty of history between those two. You could easily start that back up and you have a built-in story right there. Like you took something from me. And now I want to take something from you because you took my NXT Women's Championship. I want to take your Raw Women's Championship, and the stories write themselves. But clearly, we're not getting that anytime soon. But um,
0: wishful thinking.
1: It is wishful thinking. It is biased wishful, wishful thinking. thinking <laughs> Thank you, Jade, for that question. Yeah, we, we appreciate that one. Yeah, I mean,
0: for me, I, I would have already put the belt on Sheena.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would already put the belt on her because yes. she's a dominant champion. We saw what she could do with the belt when when she was in NXT. So I would already put the belt on her. Uh, I'm not opposed to this tag team. I thought this tag team with Nia was was weird at first, but I, it's grown on me. And now to see Nia come to her defense rather not well though because she ended up I guess losing. We never really, yeah. we never really established <laughs> if that was. What that yeah, was but She tried You know So it's grown on me But again I feel like Shayna is one of those That they don't realize What they have They have a diamond
1: yep. Yeah that, like Triple H realized it But Vince but sure can't Listen All of the diamonds Triple
0: H has literally handed His father-in-law Diamonds mm-hmm. On a silver platter Yep How I'm do you
1: Right in the trash How do you Goof this And not And it's not even like Okay maybe it was a once or twice Kind of oops It is repeatedly repeatedly Screwing oops. them up Like I don't understand it Nakamura in the word, I, Uh
0: <sighs>
1: Alistair Black Ruby Riot Keith uh, Lee
0: Keith Lee Andrade Uh Hideo Tommy. Asuka Honestly Asuka, Asuka definitely Oscar should still be undefeated at this point.
1: I mean... Yeah, it, it's frustrating, because it's like, you've, you even saw, like, right when Shayna came up to the main roster, she, like, we thought we were finally getting what we were expecting. Like, we thought she was going to beat Becky at WrestleMania 36. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't. And then we're like, okay, well, at least she can still win Money in the Bank. That would suit her well. And then she doesn't. And then it's like, and then she goes into the tag team with Nia. So it's like, how do you not see that you have somebody that could be a face of your division because she was one of the faces of not only the women's division but one of the faces of NXT for the better part of two years and you completely screw it up on the main oh, roster like,
0: I mean I feel like we can do a three three hour podcast on just the major screw ups of the main uh, roster we might
1: have to we might, we have, to we might. A, we have to make a special edition for we it might.
0: we might have to make a bonus episode <laughs>
1: for sure. For but sure. Jade, thank you for that question. Yes, we appreciate Jade. it. And then we had to save the most interesting question for last, and it comes from Raj, also from TWM. I hope I'm saying your name right, Raj. I apologize. I apologize if I'm not, but his question is, what would hurt the most? A kick from Yoshihiro Tajiri, a chair shot from Balls Mahoney, a road sign shot from New Jack. Or a kendo stick shot from Sandman.
0: I, right off the bat, the 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 three ECW names that he named.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't want
0: I don't want any of that smoke because no. those no, guys are like those guys are like oh you want to take a okay, boom you know like they're not gonna yeah. go lightly on you.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like for any a practical sense, I would not. I think the road sign would hurt the most because. It's heavy enough as it is. A new Jack's gonna put all his weight into it.
0: I don't know. Have you ever got hit with one of those steel chairs?
1: Uh, I can't say that I have. Those those chairs are heavy. Okay. Which so, is which yeah. is why
0: it's like which is anytime I see somebody take a chair shot to the head, I wince because yeah. nobody should be throwing a chair shot like that. So like no, it just. The-
1: <laughs> It's a, it's a very interesting question, and I do appreciate because we. I, I would, appreciate take, I, would
0: I, I would take. I would definitely take the the kick from Tajiri. I think yeah. I have a wide enough chest, yes. and, and I got I got enough man boobage <laughs> that if I was to take a, take a shot from Tajiri, I think I'd come out of there alive.
1: I might come out mostly unscathed, but it might hurt me a little more. by <laughs> I would not say that would hurt. I I would say, oh, God, the chair shot, the road sign shot, or the kendo stick shot. Those three are pretty, those would hurt the most. The
0: kendo, oh, oh my gosh.
1: They would all hurt. (laughs) They would all hurt.
0: (laughs) So bad. Why do they all have to be ECW guys, too? Like,
1: Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like from what I saw from New Jack's Dark Side of the Ring, he would like i mean any even like all three of the ecw guys would not care about trying to be safe they would want to make it look as realistic as possible so i could just see new jack just swinging that road sign like i mean if it's still attached to like the pole it would be even worse but even (laughs) just the even just the sign itself like it's gonna it's gonna have some heft to it i mean the chair too but
0: oh my lord
1: I'm I don't, don't, don't want to get hit thinking, with any
0: of them I don't yeah I, this is why <laughs> I, this is why I do podcasting
1: yeah exactly yeah. this is why we're here yeah not this is the why ring. we're
0: here behind the mic you know not yeah, doing no. stuff like that but no. thank you for the question though
1: wow yes thank you Raj for the question that
0: was a very good one <laughs> alright so I think uh, the, is that gonna wrap it up for us this week yeah that is it oh look at that we it's a pretty hefty show you got our predictions for how to sell you got our thoughts on NXT TakeOver, uh, a bunch of stuff about Shayna Baszler. I mean, there's this episode is chock full of stuff to listen to. I'm so happy we did it. But, yes. again, I want to let you guys know that this podcast is available all across the board wherever you listen to podcasts. All you have to do is just search for The Ringside Rundown and hit subscribe. It's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Basically, wherever you listen to podcasts, this show is available. Hit subscribe and let us know what you think. You can send us a reply on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at
1: Wrestling Cron, C-H-R-O-N. Shay, where can they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at ShaylinHickson21. So S